You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 128. Now, today I'm so excited to have joining me once again, Miss Peyton Matthews. How are you, Peyton? Good. How are you? I'm doing so well. So we've been hanging out, getting together, getting things going for the podcast, and we decided to do some research and look up CDC guidelines moving forward for event planners. And we're like, what does that even look like? What is the plan? You know? And it raises a lot of questions because all of us are kind of chomping at the bit to get back into event planning. Oh, I know I am. Yeah. But we just like don't know what that looks like. No, no idea. I'm like, it's like, what is, what's going to happen? We want to be safe. We want to keep the guests safe, obviously. Like that's the most important thing. But at some point it's like, you know, if you can only be limited to 25 people or 10 people at your event, like you can't afford to have the event. No. Like the cost of like how a wedding would go Mm -hmm. for 10 people. You know what I mean? I mean, it wouldn't be worth it to rent out an event. Oh, I know. You would need a venue. Like it's crazy. So, you know, there's, I think in Utah, just last week, we went into the green zone. I think we were talking about it, but I don't know if it actually happened Did yet. it actually happen yet? Well, we're close to moving yes. into it. So in Utah where we are, they're thinking of, you know, getting us back to the new normal, quote unquote. And we found this article that was from eventmanagerblog.com. And they're talking about conditions of what you can plan for. And they basically ruled out anything from April 2020 through September 2020. Anything from April 2020. <laughs> Through September 2020 is completely unlikely. Like, do not even think about hosting your event. And somewhat likely would be October through March of 2021. And that's kind of crazy. You're like, whoa, like, what kind of events are even happening? Which ones are even possible? What is it going to look like? Like, is attending an event where you have to be socially distanced wearing a mask even worth going to? I mean, I don't... I Like, can you imagine going uh, to a concert and it's just like uh, you're all standing on dots and like... I mean, maybe, (laughs) I I don't know, like every concert I've ever been to, I'm like, oh, some random person sweat just, yeah, like, you know, so maybe there's like, there's pros, Mm -hmm. you know, but then also I'm like, that's weird. The energy would be so weird. It would be, it would be very different. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. my dad, he's, I mean, he's my dad and he gets in like mosh pits at his rock concerts. Oh, totally. He can't do that anymore. That changes his atmosphere of his rock concerts. Like, well, I know the whole energy is like crazy or like crowd surfing. They're like, please social distance. You're like, okay. So now you can just like jump off and like walk through (laughs) the people. (laughs) Just wave as you're going through the new crowd surfing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's some of the things that they released as guidelines that are going to help return normalcy to the three phases of doing events. And so they're saying, you know, obviously social distancing and wearing protective equipment. I think that's going to be the new normal. How long would you say? Like at oh. least two years. I mean, I people are seeing it for that long. It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. That's crazy to think that because it's still just such an odd thing to see. Yeah. I mean, know? this doesn't go along with events, but it's attending school. My grandma's, she's a substitute teacher and the, her, the district she works for, they're talking about kids coming back to school and wearing masks. And they're like, we'll buy you two masks. So you can swap your masks each day and that you're like, that's the point we're getting to. I don't to. think kids like, are going to do it. No. Like no. how is a kindergartner going to wear a mask? They're going to be like, it hurts. Gross. <laughs> I'm sweaty. Like, you're, it's hot. And like all the little, I've, I've seen tons of little memes. Like your mask is not a necklace, you know? Yeah. Your mask is not a toy. Your mask is not a slingshot. You know, like all those things. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. But I think it's just going to be one of those things. Like if you want to attend the event, you got to 
play by the rules. Mm -hmm. So protective equipment is going to be part of that. Another thing is like temperature checks and other testing. So, you know, we've already been seeing that at gyms and different things where mm -hmm. to come in, they have to scan your forehead and you have to be in a healthy temperature range, you yeah. know, um, isolating and sanitation, having disinfectant all over the place, especially high traffic areas. Um, I actually went to the gym today for the first time since quarantine. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel embarrassed and I also am like proud of myself. <laughs> it's one of those things like yeah. it's mixed oh, emotions, yeah. but they had a designated sanitizer person in each area oh my gosh. like standing there with a mask on and a hand like a sanitizing spray with wipes yeah and they were just in charge of that area and even though like oh, wow. i cleaned something off mm -hmm. somebody came with the spray and disinfected after i cleaned oh, it wow. off wow. it was crazy i mean i've seen more disinfecting stuff at the gyms i go to i went to two different bosses one had like tons of different like cleaning mm -hmm. stuff and whatever and the other one i was like you have nothing like what am i like oh yeah like, that's super it crazy. was different it was like One's in Saturday, one's in Riverton. I was like, this is a big difference between and, the and two of them. And not just that. Like, have you been to the movies in Utah? Like, every other seat is blocked off. Like, yeah. the same with the machines. Like, mm -hmm. every other treadmill. Like, do not yep. use this machine. Mm -hmm. Do not use a spike. Um, but I think that's just, again, part of it is giving people that space and social distancing. Mm -hmm. um, specifically on this list, they have prohibiting groups larger than 10. Like I said, if you could only have 10 people come to your wedding, is it even worth the hassle are you still going to pay $1,500 for a cake that 10 of you are going to eat? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Probably not. You know? Better be a really um, good cake. <laughs> like closing common areas and making it so that people are not in groups. That's kind of the main thing, you know? Like, And as they're talking through different phases of like, you know, when we say small events are going to be in the immediate future, they're saying like less than 50 mm -hmm. would be the next phase according to this article. And I think in Utah, we're already seeing this. I, I know mm -hmm. people that have had weddings. Mm -hmm. You work for the Azalea venue here in yes. Utah. And what's the max amount of people you've seen over there? Um, we're not supposed to let more than like 100 or something. The events we've had have definitely been lower than that. But like we have to – I'm like an event manager. So I go through and I make sure that people aren't with sitting it within like out of their – immediate families we're going through we're sanitizing door mm -hmm. handles and bathroom handles and every touch points are definitely being sanitized a lot more i mean we haven't had too many like too big of crowds we've definitely been limiting it one of the receptions they had to book appointments to come to the wedding reception oh it so was they like, came in like shifts mm -hmm. that's it was a good like idea you get from so they probably did have more people come through but there mm -hmm. was never more than that many people in the room yes and okay. they allotted like 15 minutes at the end of the hour for us to go through sanitize the tables and chairs and major touch points and then the next that's set of awesome people came in. that is awesome i love that um, okay, so here's some like based on the CDC guidelines, social distancing currently requires that you are again six feet away from other people, that you're not in groups, that you stay out of crowds and places that are, you know, massive people gathering. Um, and then with registration specifically, like let's say your your event has a table where they need to register, it's gonna be six feet in between attendees. Um, and that needs to be enforced again, like you've seen at the store mm -hmm. where it's like stand on this mark, stand on this mm -hmm. mark. Um and grocery stores have been doing that as well. Didn't I just say that? Grocery yeah, stores. Yeah, and, grocery stores. Uh, I think anywhere that has a registration, they're currently doing that. Yeah. Uh, signage. So you have physical signage displaying the correct distance and mm -hmm. giving people like the marks where to stand on. I hate this phrase, but I can't remember who said it. Is like sometimes you have to treat people like idiots. That's a mean thing to say. But sometimes you have to treat people but, like they have no common sense. Is yeah. that better? Yeah. That they don't have common sense nice. <laughs> or that they don't understand, that yes. they don't have an understanding of the concept that you're trying to implement. That's mm -hmm. even nicer. Yeah, that is. That's yeah, way nicer. That's... Treat people as if they have no concept 
of yeah. what you're trying to do, yes. make it as easy as possible for them to follow along. Um, so I think a big part of this is going to be like room layout. I think mm -hmm. room layout is going to be different because before you could have 10 or 12 chairs at a round oh, yeah. table if mm -hmm. it could accommodate. Mm -hmm. And now imagine being at a big round table and like six people at it yeah, or um, even four yeah. or even two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, too, that would be. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, can you even do that anymore? Yeah. Can you even have a situation where someone's, you know, at a table with how how do you social distance that? Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think it comes into play with the families. I think is a major totally. thing where they're like, if you live in the same house, great, you can mm -hmm. sit at the same table. That's but true. Don't, yeah, yeah, but don't intermix after yeah. you get there. Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking of like everyone's going to start doing assigned seating. That used yeah. to just oh, be yeah. for like really high end oh, weddings, yeah. but now mm -hmm. everyone's going to be doing yep. that. Another thing that is going away for a little while is self-serving mm -hmm. buffets. And we were joking about this before, um, talking about like the little, you know, containers, like the mm -hmm. two ounce, four ounce yep. plastic containers with lids. That is how they're doing buffets now. And it's yeah. not even that you can go and grab the container. Someone has to serve you the container yeah. with mm -hmm. the food. Yeah. And I just, as an event planner, I'm like, oh, how ugly. <laughs> but it's more sanitary. But it's more sanitary. Yes. And so there's that. Like your cup, your cupcake will now be in a cupcake container. So one of the receptions I did recently, they had each cupcake. They had to build all these little boxes. They probably built hundreds of these boxes to put all of their cupcakes in that they, and then they had like all the brownies and their own little things. And then they bagged up Swedish fish and different candies. I mean, they made it look amazing, but mm -hmm. it was still like oh a gosh, lot the of time that they took. To and I just think the cost is going to skyrocket for people mm -hmm. because think about for food and beverages, like if everything has to be individually wrapped, I guess beverages, if you serve like cans, yeah, cans then you'd be okay. Or like individual portions of drinks that's mm -hmm. already kind of sanitized. But the cost of like just coming and delivering something versus individually packaging mm -hmm. everything oh. is going to be astronomical. Yeah. the time. I mean, the time that they're spending now is going up because they have yeah. to sit there. And, and like, why would you pay $1,500 for a cake that you can't even cut into and serve? Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about that. That's a yeah. great point. Like, you can't share it with anyone. It'd just mm -hmm. be the bride and groom. Taking so maybe it'll just be like lots of false cakes. Like people just can rent a cake. Like oh. rent a cake that's like made of oh. plaster and looks hey. like... What the you Queen of England be, had at her wedding, it's like 13 tiers. You might be on to something. I mean, we could market this You're right like, now and we would probably. How would you like to have a cake at your wedding just for photos? And there's even like a place where you can like insert a knife, you know? Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, I think we're on to something. Maybe this is short-lived something for like the next yeah. two years. We'll have like this million dollar idea yeah. and then it'll be obsolete. I mean, if we it's make fine. a million dollars, I think we're set. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And then social activities. One of the most significant draws to in-person events is like the networking, shaking hands, the socializing component. And so it's a lot of risk if you are a high risk, if you're, you know, in one of the most, like in the category of more vulnerable citizens that are, mm -hmm. you know, likely to contract coronavirus and have it be really bad. And so I think like mixers and, and socializing is mm -hmm. basically going to be on hold yep. for a while. Yeah. I don't know how you do that without like networking six feet away from somebody not is not the same. No, no. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be more set of like zoom calls and like, we'll yeah. meet here. Uh, let me airdrop information to you. Mm -hmm. Like you can't even hand a business card. No, and no. then that's that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely so, making a big difference. I want to circle back to this like sanitation and disinfection <laughs> topic because they're saying for like moving forward, um, I've always seen like hand washing stations when there's like porta potties and they usually have hand mm -hmm. sanitizer mm -hmm. there, but taking it to the next level of like, you know, having people coming around and sanitizing once people are there yeah. and having people that are, you know, basically, I don't, I don't, how are you going to sanitize like, 
things like swag bags or lanyards mm-hmm. or you just any yeah. of those little extras. Like, can you even do that? Can you pass them out? Do you need to wear gloves to to fill the swag bags and to pass them out? It's like going to be, again, yeah, yeah. everything's going to take so much longer and so much more effort. It's almost like we're just going like, to do away with them. Do you prepackage them? Like, because they say it only lives for a certain amount of time. So if you prepackage them, maybe you let them sit out for a little bit and then it's like. But then nothing fresh, nothing that yeah. could go stale, nothing no. that could, could mm-hmm. go bad. Um, one of the most interesting things we read in this article is talking about having a place of triage and handling of those who show symptoms. And I kind of laugh because I know that it takes a couple of weeks to contract yeah. symptoms. Like if you come in contact with somebody, it's not like an instantaneous, no. like, <gasps> I oh, can't breathe, you know, fever. but they're saying like, if somebody shows up to your event, <laughs> they may, um, test high or have some mm-hmm. sort of symptoms and you need to be able to like triage them and say, Oh, sorry, you can't come into the event. Just because you're you have a fever may may or may not be related, but we're going to move you over here, and I mean, you know, working with public yeah. health department to make sure that you're keeping people safe. Yeah, and then making sure, like, not only now you have to make sure you have these health service people at your event to make sure that if someone has, yeah, specifically, symptoms, like you have specifically to sure- there for vulnerable attendees. Yeah, like that's another new component that I haven't thought about before that you have to have like this little area that needing help service people there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the actual definition for vulnerable individuals. So first is elderly individuals. What do they say? 60 plus. Yeah. I think that's 60 plus. And then number two is individuals with serious underlying health conditions, including high blood pressure, chronic lung disease, diabetes, obesity, asthma, and anyone whose immune system is compromised such as by chemotherapy or cancer requiring any other such Mm -hmm. therapy, et cetera. So that's a lot of people, like even not just elderly, like there's a lot of people. I mean, I have developed asthma and my kids both have asthma. And so it's one of those things that I'm like, oh yeah, like I didn't think about that. This is kind of a respiratory thing and we all have asthma. So I think in conclusion, you know, the new normal obviously looks really different. Mm -hmm. I I can't say that I'm like super jazzed about it. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't excite me. Like I'm like, (laughs) that just seems like so much work. So much more that you have to add to this puzzle that you're already trying to put together. I think it's like, it's just going to be part of the necessary, Mm -hmm. like what we have to do. And if the size is limited to 50 people, you know, it's just going to change a lot of things. And I think, I think venues Mm -hmm. are going to be kind of like, I don't don't know. How how do they reconcile that? Are they like, Hey, this is your event. So if something happens, that's on you. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so much risk. Um, (laughs) I know. So then people, people (laughs) looking ahead, like how, you know, how do we want to move forward? How do we want to do this? Um, I think it's just going to require us to be flexible Mm -hmm. and recognize that we're all going to have to develop a new set of skills and become a little bit more health and safety experts in our own way so that we can continue to provide events that are not only fun and memorable, but now mm-hmm. safe and do not have a negative impact on the attendees yes. or, Turn you know, into... anyone involved. So that was heavy. That was a yeah. heavy, heavy yeah. one. But I think as we move forward, I'm hoping that as time passes that we can look back and say, okay, it's not that bad. You yeah. know, like we're, we're moving to a new normal. Mm-hmm. We're con- continuing to improve. And again, as ridiculous as you may feel that it is, or I may personally feel that it is, it's important that you're thinking again of the most vulnerable people. Like think mm-hmm. about that most vulnerable person as like your grandma or yep. your child. And I think it, it becomes a little bit easier to say, okay, if this is what we have to do, I'm willing to do it because the safety of the most vulnerable is obviously more important than the inconvenience of wearing gloves or mm-hmm. packaging all the food or whatever. Or sanitizing every couple, exactly. half hour or whatever exactly. it may be. Exactly. So 
Ooh, well, I hope this was helpful. I hope that it was informative. And as you are going forward, planning your events, that you do your re own research, that you look on the CDC website to see the most updated protocols and practices. Mm -hmm. And we will catch you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.